Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Excited to be here. Yes. You don't look excited at all. Are you excited to be in the presence of the Lord? Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. Let me hear you say, Yes, Jesus, I love yes, you. Jesus, yes, I love it's you. not convincing, crowd. Yes, Jesus, I love you. Yes, yes, Jesus, Jesus, I love you. Amen, amen. 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 Revelation says that we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. Amen. We want to sing this song to encourage all of us here. That God has already done it. He's already won the victory. Amen. And we are just here to confirm that. Amen. Amen.
Overcomers. Hallelujah. I said, We have registered overcomers. We have registered overcomers. If you believe, let your amen be the loudest in the house. Hallelujah. Amen. That was powerful ministration. Thank you so much. God bless you. Please take your seat. Father, we thank you for this morning. We bless you, O God. That indeed you overcame. You overcame so that we will overcome. This is our victory that we have in you. Even our faith, Lord. In the name of Jesus. We bless you. We honor you. Lord, guide us. Teach us again through your word. Direct us, O God. Let wisdom abound this morning. Wisdom that is profitable to our life, to your church, to the ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take your seat in the presence of the living God. Hallelujah. Wow. He overcame glory and honor. Everything that when Jesus came, he had. That is what we are supposed to have. Hallelujah. If you read Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Revelation 5, verse 12. Saying, he saw thousands of people and the angels and everything saying, that is verse 11, 12 means saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb. That was what? Slain to receive what? Power, one. Riches, two. Wisdom, three. Strength, four. Honor, glory, and this is what the redemption 
did for us. Hallelujah. As children of God, this is what we have to, we are supposed to have. Hallelujah. Power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory. That is why Paul said, Christ in us, the hope of what? Christ in us, the hope of what? Glory. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? And that is, the Bible says that if any one of us lacking wisdom, we should ask because God has already given it to us. Hallelujah. Are you with me, brethren, please? Beautiful. Let's look at our um, must know scripture, please. Oh, did we give it to the technical team? We forgot. Forgive us. Or maybe the francophone time they did it. End of the man that we are studying about. Hallelujah. First Chronicles chapter 29. If it is chapter 29. Verse 26 through verses 26 through I think 28. Therefore, David, the son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. All Israel means that Judah, which, is, which, has, which had Jerusalem, and Israel, hallelujah, reigned over all Israel. And then the next one. And the time that he reigned over Israel was 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and thirty and three years reigned in he in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. The next one. And he died in a good old age. Yes, rich full of days, riches and full of days, riches and Anna and Solomon, his son reigned in his stead. Hallelujah. You know, we said last week that what can make such a man have a beautiful end like that? Hallelujah. And we, I gave so many scriptures that it is the will of God that all his children will end up far better than the way they start when they come into the kingdom. Hallelujah. That is why he says that better is the end than the beginning. Though, Job, Job chapter 8 verse 7, though thy beginning is small, thy latter end shall, what? In this kingdom, everything starts small. Hallelujah. Everything. And it is the will of God that all of us will end up at the end of the day when we are about to exit this world. Our end should be far better than our beginning. Hallelujah. I see you going through the same thing in the name of Jesus. Are you with me, please? David's end, what can make? I was meditating on this, you know, just um, Second Chronicle, the 28. He died in a good old age, full of days. That means he was able to do everything, the kingdom, the will of God for his life. He was able to achieve it. Hallelujah. And he said that riches, and he said that good old age, full of days, riches, and honor. It's not easy to combine the two. 
when you grow. Hallelujah. And Solomon, his son, reigned in his stead. You know, I believe that this man had uncommon wisdom. Hallelujah. You know, if you read first Samuel, you will find out that David was at David saw attempted 21 times to kill this young man. And yet David was able to escape all those attempts. Hallelujah. As a teenager, to the point that it got to a point Saul was even going after his family. But he managed as a young man to take the whole family to another country. Hallelujah. You know, you may be thinking, oh, when a king is chasing you, I want you to look at it from this angle that if FBI is looking for you, where can you hide? With Interpol. You cannot hide anywhere. And that is what David was going through. He goes into the cave. Saul will go there. He goes to the enemy's land. Saul will hear. Because obviously, Saul had all the information. Especially now these days, our phones. Anytime that we are saying something on the phone, we don't know who is the other end listening to what we are saying. Is it true? Oh. They monitor us everywhere. Your phone can even identify where you are. The conversations that they have not brought it up to, that the conversation, they are not interested. So wisdom, I believe that wisdom was the secret behind this man's exploits. Hallelujah. And that is why I want to encourage all of us to keep praying for wisdom. Keep praying. Keep praying. Especially my dear young ones. Let's pray for wisdom. Hallelujah. It is the one Paul said, I mean the Proverbs said, God said, get wisdom and all your getting, say, get wisdom and get understanding. Proverbs 4, verse 5. Say, get wisdom and then get understanding. Because you cannot separate the two. The two. Hallelujah. They are like twins. You, are you with me? He said, get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not. That means keep it. Neither decline from the words of thy mouth. And then when you go to verse 7, it says that in all our getting... Get what? That means you get wisdom. Get understanding. That means all our getting. That means after you have gotten the wisdom, get understanding. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Yeah. But it's very, very important. The psalmist said, I had understanding than all my teachers. Hmm. Psalm 119 verse 98. 200. The longest Psalms in the Bible. Hmm. Psalm 119 verse 98. Thou through thy commandments commandments are the words of God. The word of God. Thy commandments has made me wiser than my enemies, for they are my, my they, they are ever with me. Hallelujah. Verse 99, I have more understanding. Can you see that? Wisdom came and then understanding followed. 
I have more understanding. The understanding came because of the wisdom. Hallelujah. I'm talking about God kind of wisdom. The wisdom from above. Because we have three, four different types of wisdom. Hallelujah. According to James, we can't go in, we can't go through all of them. But I have more understanding than all my teachers for the, for thy testimonies are my meditation. The testimonies of the living God are the words of God. Hallelujah. Verse 99. I understand more than the Asians because I keep thy precepts. If you read first somewhere, you can testify that David had this. Let me look at, let's look at something. Let me show you something. Hmm. I think first Samuel 17. The principal secret behind the exploits of, in the life of every man, every woman, every child, brethren, is the spirit of wisdom. So for David to have such an end, I believe that he had a lot of wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. What does it say? First hmm. Samuel 17, give me 32 and 33. Yes. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him, because of Goliath. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Verse 33. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. What is the reason? For thou art but a what? A youth. How come, what can make a young boy, a teenager, have such confidence like that? Such courage. Even when he got to the battle, the person who had experienced the king, if you can read first Samuel, by, by the time we got here, Saul had won many other battles and he knew how to dress and how to approach you know, your enemy and fight and win. Hallelujah. That is why he said that, let me give you my armor because it had pro- it, they have protected me before. Are you with me? By such a young man, he stood in front of the king and was able to reason with him. It would take wisdom. Hallelujah. That is why in our language, they say that if you know how to wash your hand, you eat without elderly people. Why? Because knowing how to wash, you see, knowing and then the washing, that is the washing part is the wisdom. Hallelujah. Are you with me, please? Look, it's so important. If we want to do exploits, if we want our end to be like David Swane, brethren, we need to pray for wisdom. We need to pray for wisdom. God couldn't create the world. Many folds of, of all of many folds of his works, they were he was not able to achieve through anything but through wisdom. Hallelujah. That is what the psalmist said. Psalm 104, verse 24. Psalm 104, verse 24. Let the sinners, verse 24. O Lord, how manifold are thy what? Works, Pastor Nana, please. Psalm 104, verse 24. O mm-hmm. Lord, how manifold are 
thy works. In wisdom hast thou made them all. Wow. The earth is full of thy riches. In wow. wisdom. Amen. In wisdom. It takes wisdom to excel. It takes wisdom to have an end like the way David had his end. It takes more than a sincere and a faithful and a loyal heart to excel. Hallelujah. You can be faithful, you can be sincere, you can have a genuine intentions, but it takes more than those things to excel in life. Are you with me, brethren? Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. It takes godly conscious, more than godly conscious to excel. It takes more than higher education. What I'm trying to say, all these things that I mentioned, they are, very, they are good things. In fact, many cases reduce when we have opportunity to educate ourselves. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, please? When I heard, I heard this years ago from Bishop saying that technology and advancement reduces even the curse that we see in um, Genesis. Hallelujah. Is it not true that now when you're going to give birth, they don't allow you to hold trees and, and all those things so that the pain will be reduced? Yeah, through technology, they just give you an injection and then that's it. You are flowing. Hallelujah. Yeah. But I've heard that many ladies normally they don't like to take it, especially ladies from where I come from. Mercy. We would like to go through the pain, you know. Mercy. Endure hardness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, please? Yes, please. Yeah. Therefore, every time we see an exploit in an in, in individual's life, exploits in ministry, exploits in business, exploits in education, exploits in, you just name any kind of exploit, it takes wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, and that is why I believe that David had this God kind of wisdom. Hallelujah. So let's go through the principles that brought this end. We said number one. Principle number one. What was the principle that we gave? The principle of small beginning. Hallelujah. Amen. Small beginning, you know. We read Matthew 13, and then we saw that even in the kingdom, Jesus was the one who was saying that. He said, The kingdom is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest, smallest among all the seeds. But when it is planted, it grows, and then I think it's 30, 30. Yes, you have it right. Yes, Pastor Nana. Matthew 13, 32. Which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree. So that the best of the air come enlarged in the branches thereof. Hallelujah. Amen. The smallest. The smallest. Are you with me, brethren? Yes, please. The smallest among all trees. 
And therefore, in the kingdom, we must, as children of the kingdom, hallelujah, as Amen. kings and princes and princesses of the kingdom, we need to understand this principle that small beginning is what God it requires for us to become great. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In everything, let's start small. The key is not being slothful. Hallelujah. Not being slothful and be diligent towards everything that we do. Because that is why Hebrews 6.12 says that, you know, if you start small, it doesn't matter what it is. If we are diligent towards it and we are not slothful, we are not lazy, then what we are looking for, we will see it. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that even David's first Samuel chapter 17, verse 28. 1 Samuel 17, 28. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the man. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David and against David. And he said, Why comest thou? Down hither, and with whom has thou? Give us New Living Translation so that it moves faster. The doubts. Thank you. The doubts they makes it difficult to her. But David, when they, but when David's oldest brother Eliab heard David walk, talking to the man, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? He demanded. What about those few sheep you are supposed to be taking care of? Mm. I know about your pride and mm. deceit. You just want to see the battle. Mercy. Yeah. Those few sheep. But David did not see those sheep as few. At all. Hallelujah. Amen. He, he left the sheep with, an, with a person. Hallelujah. Amen. He, he, he gave the sheep to somebody to take good care of the sheep. You know, we need to, when you understand this principle, eh, you will cherish anything that you start. Sometimes many people, maybe let's move on to the next, the next principle. The principle of doing menial job, the second principle. You know, the principal menial jobs eh? mm. Let me, let us all try to see if we can reason together. Question. Why did God decide to send the Israelites into captivity for 400 years? Because the principle of doing menial justice, sometimes it comes for that menial just normally, normally they are always under you. There's something that in your normal, natural setting you will not like to do. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. If you want to bless Abraham, he said, I will bless you and your descendants will be like the stars that you see. When Abraham was not sure, God said, come outside. You come outside. Let me see. Can you see the size? Can you count them? He said, no. Then that is how your descendants will be. Then why don't you let me stay here and begin to produce them? 
Hallelujah. Why do you have to send us into captivity to become slaves? We watch these movies all the time. Look at what they went through. For 400 years. And he added 30 years to it. Because I believe that they were not crying enough. Because that's what he said to Moses. So now I can hear the cry of my people. That is why we need to stay on our toes. You know, if you have something in your heart you want God to do, eh, you have to cry and cry to a point that you have to cry for God to hear you. Because when the 400 years came, God added 30 more. Hallelujah. And therefore, many jobs are designed to train us to prepare us for the better jobs ahead of us. Amen. I believe that. Today, Israel is one of the most powerful nations when it comes to war, it comes to weapons, it comes, you just name it, everything. God was preparing them. He took them to Egypt for training. In those days, Egypt was like United States. In terms of wisdom, in terms of advancement, in terms of technology, look at look at the pyramid. Somebody said I was watching a documentary. They said the pyramid. You wonder if they were measuring the spaces where how they were putting one 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 stone on top of another or one brick on top of another. At that time, at that time. Many scientists have studied the pyramid. They wonder how these people, they were able to achieve. God had a plan. He said, I need to let my people go and study under them. Brethren, if you are in a situation and it looks like you are doing a menial job, I tell you, it's God who is training you. He is preparing you for the better days ahead. I said, he's getting you ready for the better days ahead. Hallelujah. Many of us got, did not get opportunity to live with our parents. You know, sometimes you see, but if you can look back, you will find out that living with your uncle, living with your auntie, living with your brother, living with all the things that they did with you, that you thought that they were not nice, they were not being nice to you. They are the things that sometimes, many times, you do them in your marital home. Am I saying something here? God was preparing you. He knew, he knew. What you, where you will be. Hallelujah. Minion jobs. They are normally pleasant at all. And it's difficult. Can you imagine? This man was, you know, he will be just doing this job. He had a father. He had siblings. They would have been in Saul's house. But he couldn't get an opportunity. And it wasn't he who said, I want to go. Saul was the one who requested for him. And who are you as a father to say that the king is requesting for your son to say that you won't allow your son to go? Yeah, you and your household can be. And at that time, Saul, many things were not working right for him too. Hallelujah. Brethren, are you with me, please? I don't know what many jobs you are doing, but I want to encourage you. And sometimes we must intentionally 
allow our children to do some of these menial jobs. It's a training. Hallelujah. I said it's a training. One of the things that we are doing to hurt our children when we say that, oh, because I went through that and that and that, I don't want my children to go through the same thing. Look, it's a big mistake. I allow them sometimes to experience intentionally withdraw certain benefits and certain things from them. Let them go through. Hallelujah. It hardens them. It prepares them for the days ahead. It prepares them. Are you with me, please? Yeah. We need to. The next principle, the principle of turning away from those who despise you. Oh, I love this. What can make David's end to be like that? If we want to have that end, then there are certain things that we have to do. We said number one, start small beginning. Small beginning is the key to have a successful end. Number two, you know, doing minor jobs. Be prepared to do minor jobs. Number three, turning away from those who will despise you. Look, if Jesus Christ went through this, then know that you and I, we will not escape it. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 6 says he could not do many miracles because of their unbelief. If you read Mark chapter 6, that is where Jesus fed 5,000 people after he left. From there, he was the fanta- one of the, you know, that science cannot even explain. You know, feeding 5,000 people, maybe some people will say that maybe there was some food here, some bread here, but walking on the sea. Pastor Nana, Making science look at from today to now, nobody has been able to, uh, to prove that. What principle are we going to use to do that? I can this principle on Newton's law of motion. Or what, what is it? I don't know. Not. He walked away. When he walked away, let me tell you, sometimes we spend, we take too much time. Hallelujah. People who are not encouraging us, you need to take a quick decision. Hallelujah. Anytime you hear a negative thing about you from somebody, look, you don't have any issue with the person. The Bible does not say that Jesus had an issue with his hometown people. In fact, that is where he was born. He did not have any issue with the family. And sometimes he may come from the family. I never mentioned to anyone when I became a pastor. Yeah. Because, oh, no, 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 no. Sometimes we share too much. Sometimes we allow people to go into our holy of holies too quick. We take people into our bedroom too quick. David just walked away from his brothers. You know, so I will not allow you because what God has shown you, you know, if the person does not know what David, when David was at the back of the desert fighting and then 
you know, I believe that it, it, it took revelation for David to remember that this guy standing there, I don't think he's different from the lions and the bears. How did I manage to kill those animals? Sometimes it's a revelation that will come to you. Sometimes you come to church, the word of God will come out and God will drop something into your heart. So this is what I'm going to do. Then, you know, you like to share, you like to, you know, you share with somebody and then the person despises everything that you are saying. You know, the vision will not be the same. Look, I'm not against counsel because the Bible says that in the multitude of counselors, 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 there's always safety. So I'm not preaching against the word of God. But how can you decipher that you are receiving a good counsel or God or Holy Spirit is showing you something that you need to do and therefore this message that is coming from this person, I think it's not comf- I'm not comfortable with it. The multitude of counselors. I will always encourage you Expose some of your staff to counselors. But who is going to counsel you? That is the key. That is the key. We must be careful how quickly we allow people to go into our bedrooms. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. When I say bedrooms, you know, don't think about any. What I'm trying to say is that the person who knows your bedroom is somebody who is close to you. And then you share everything. And that's why sometimes you wake up, you are in the bedroom, but your legs are outside. <laughs> and then you get surprises. Hallelujah. First Samuel 17, give me 22, then 26 to 31. Let's read it so that First Samuel 17, 22. First Samuel 17, 22. And David left his courage in the hand of the keeper of the courage and ran into the army and can, came. Can you see how diligent this man was? Yes. He was sent to go and give food mm. to, to his um, um, siblings and then bring a report, find out how the whole thing is going. Somebody would have said, oh, the courage and all this is not a big deal. He would have then jumped from the courage and then leave it somewhere and run towards the people. But he left them. Due diligence is a key to be successful. Amen. Paying attention to small, 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 small things. Wow. The next one, jump to 26. Verse 26, And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to, to, the, men that, to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? that he should defy the armies of the living God. It's 27. One of, the, one of the reasons why I believe that God gave David special wisdom. You know, we all know that Solomon, that one is another story. But I believe that David's end 
was what we were reading because of wisdom. And then God gives his wisdom to selfless people. Hallelujah. Amen. He does not just put up with wisdom. He doesn't give you wisdom to anyone. Remember Solomon's prayer. Say, give me wisdom that I may know how to, how to. The thing was not for me. It's for the sheep and the people. That is Amen. why I believe that there are times that let's drop our prayer topics and begin to pray for others. Hallelujah. You drop your issues, everything, as if you don't have anything to pray about. And then pray for others. Just come through the church. Or you can even have a list. You know, you can just decide that God, thank you for my life and everything that you have given to me. I'm going to pray for all the brethren who are not married in KOAC Manhattan. Until they all they are all married, I will not stop praying Amen. that prayer. It's a good prayer. Just think, watch how God can turn the things around you. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, please? This saying that we are reading here is a sign that the man was thinking about the church of God, the people of God, the king, the nation Israel. He was not thinking about himself. His brother was worried. He said, this is my brother is going to be killed. You are not to go home. Why? You are proud. But he was not thinking. He was thinking about the church. He was taken up by the people of God. Hallelujah. And Solomon had the same thing. Look, brethren, all blessings come from God to us and they must not stop with us. If he stops with us, they can easily kill us. God said to Abraham, in blessing, I will bless you. And says that, give us... Um, Genesis chapter 12. If I'm right. Genesis 12, 12 verses 2 and 3. 1, 2, 3, please. Let's Genesis, see. Genesis chapter uh -huh. 12, verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, uh -huh. and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, uh -huh. and thou shalt be a blessing. And then thou shalt be what? Be a blessing. Then thou shalt be what? A blessing. God's intention for his blessing for our lives eh, is that we will and shall be a blessing. It's everything. It's not for you. Your skill is not for you. Your intelligence is not for you. What gives you money, what, when the time God opens a door for you, it is not for you. It is not. That is why I said that when I was talking about seasons, one of the period is that you have to have maximum kingdom impartation. You change people's lives. You'll be a blessing to others. Let's open our bars of compassion, but we must be careful how we also do it. So that's why I said, this is some of the things that Sunday service cannot, you know. You need to sustain enough spiritual intelligence to know that this thing that I'm going to touch, I have strength, I have enough spiritual strength to keep going. Because there are certain things, if you try to touch and change it, it will turn around and come after you. I don't know if you go, I'm trying to say. Yeah. That is why Abraham's father was on the same path the same journey. 
to go to Canaan. He didn't have spiritual backing for going. But when God came, God said, leave. I'm going to be your spiritual backing. And because of that, Abraham was able to achieve what the father couldn't do. Am I saying it right? God, he had spiritual backing. Hallelujah. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. David was saying something very powerful. Hallelujah. That who is this uncircumcised Philistine defying the army of the living God? Who are you? Yes, please. 1 Samuel 17. We read 26, 27. Twenty-seven, And these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. Hmm. 28. But when David's oldest brother Eliab heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? He demanded, what about those few sheep you are supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. Verse 29. What have I done now? David replied. I was only asking a question. Verse 30. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. That's it. Then, and David's question then David's was reported to King Saul and the and king sent for him. Hallelujah. He just walked away Amen. from the brothers. He didn't give up. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, please? Amen. Yeah, we, we will not be blind on holding on something that will not work. Sometimes you can see that this thing, you know, it cannot work. But Reverend said that when God reveals that thing to us and say we have to do it, we have to, by all means, we have to do it. Hallelujah. We need to trust God to discern the things that he's showing us to do Amen. and believe that you can do it. Hallelujah. I said, believe that you can do it. Are you with me, please? Yeah. First John. First John 4 1. Yeah. First John. And therefore, my counsel is that how do we know those who are with us? And that is when we just can't just yoke ourselves with anyone. We need to pray about it, we need to test the spirit of the person. Hallelujah. Is the person always complaining? Is the person always, you know, any time that you see even beloved dosing, you are want to beloved dose somebody, and the person is always saying something about the parents or somebody that he or she is living with, it's a sign that this person, he, he or she is always complaining about people. Hallelujah. It's not a good spirit. When I was reading first somewhere, God dropped something in my spirit, you know. And then when David, they won the battle and they were singing that David has killed 10,000 and so only thousands. And Saul so said, look at how they are singing, you know. Now, except only the kingdom that this guy can easily have. And then the Bible says that from that day on, Saul eyed David. That means the man had evil mind towards the guy. And the next verse, the Bible says that and then evil spirit entered Saul. 
And that's when he threw the first javelin to kill him. It's first Samuel 18. I think first Samuel 18, 11. He, he did it twice to pin him. To, the intention was to pin him to a wall and kill him. But you see, it started when he eyed. So sometimes you can easily have a friend and the friend, you share a few things and the person does not have good spirit, can have spirit of jealousy and the person will begin to eye you Preach. from that day. Preach. Preach. Envy and jealousy. I don't know if you are catching all these revelations that God is showing us. I tell you, the Bible is deep with many things. When I saw the things, then so from that day, so eyed David. I said, wow. And then the next verse was that then the evil spirit entered him. Yeah. That eye was not a good spirit. It was an evil spirit. It's the spirit of jealousy towards David. And many people around us, they are like that. You have a friend who is always, you get A, I also get A. Even if I cannot afford, I will afford to get the same thing. Anytime you have a friend like that, you, you should be, you know, you should put two and two together and test the spirit. And that's what the first John 5, first John 4, 1 was saying. We must be able to test every spirit. Beloved, believe not what? Every spirit. But what? Try the spirit. Uh-huh. Whether they are of God. Uh-huh. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. The message says there are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. You share your blessing with your friend. And then, right in front of you, the person, you sort of say, wow, Lydia, I'm happy for you. Glory to the living God. Wow, my sister, now I thank God that God has given you this breakthrough. What a blessing. We say the living God, oh, let's keep pushing. Let's keep pushing. But if that is, I think, believe that good, you know, Complimentary, but if the person says that, wow, you said you have gotten what a job? Hey, Lord, what am I also going to, you know? Ah. I don't know if you, you can decipher between the two. What am I also? Is the person happy? When you said, this brother wants to talk to me. A story that I heard years ago. A young man was talking to a lady. It's one of our branches. And then the lady with joy and everything, they were were friends, came to tell her friends. And then when the lady mentioned the brother's name, then they started laughing. So why? So why? Hey, but you too, you know, among all the brothers, is that person that you, you are talking to? Ah. 
And this person, this lady was discouraged a little bit. And then, obviously, anything that you are into, unless you have a very strong and compassion and passion towards the thing, you are convinced. I don't know if you get it. You are fully persuaded about what you are trying to do. Many people will not have strength when a negative comment comes from other angle towards what they are doing. Then the lady, you know, fast forward, dropped the whole relationship. Then one of the ladies among them, to today, they are still married. Are you going to test? That means when they were together. <laughs> I'm telling you, today, to today, they are still married. Both of them are doing very well. Obviously, the, bar, the guy was like a small beginning. I mean, it was obvious. No documentation, nothing, everything. But today, the guy is one of the high IT guys doing very well. Hallelujah. So I want you to I want us to learn that you know we need to decipher and test spirits. And it's only way sometimes is that you only way to know is for us to also up our spiritual life, grow, become mature. That is when you decipher between this good spirit and a bad spirit. For example, if I want to know who is a good lawyer. Are you with me? I cannot just sit here and say, oh, this person is a good lawyer. But I believe that Auntie Evelyn can just look at a lawyer or work with a lawyer and can say that this person is a good lawyer. Why? Because she is in that field. She has the skill. She knows. So even when they are working and they are supposed to present a report, she will be able to know that this report from this person, my partner, is not the best. Hallelujah. But if, as a lay person, the person gives me the report, I mean, to me, everything is nice. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. That is why we need to, when your spiritual antenna is higher, you will see. You will see. You will see. If you listen to our bishop, you cannot even come and give a complimentary you know, about him and say something, even if it's a trivial thing, he can easily look at you from a different angle because he's very deep in terms of spiritual things. You may be thinking you are saying something to support him, but he can easily look at you as a very unfaithful and it's just a matter of time. This is what you are saying. To me, you will do the same thing. Hallelujah. I think his time is up, right? Should I give one more principle? The principle of choosing and staying with what you have tested. Don't switch easily. I've been talking to some brethren, you know, that hopefully see if they can switch professions. And the guidance, the direction I give, I don't give it blindly. Hallelujah. You know, so I tell them, do this, from that you do this, from that you do this. You can't just switch. 
easily from something that you've known. Like, for instance, you know, those who have been in the health sector, and if you say that I'm tired, I can't stand anymore, and let me put it nursing, for instance. Nursing, I believe, is for young people. Hallelujah. Because it's one of the difficult professions. And if you are advancing in age, it challenges a lot. Because one of the jobs that to me, to me, I'm not in that field, but a job that you can go to work that you can easily, when they say 12 hours, you can easily work 11 hours, 55 minutes. The five minutes you use it to go and weary. Am I saying something here? Even if you get a chance to go and weary. Because many nurses, when they go to work, sometimes they can't even eat. Yeah. So if you come to me and say you want to switch to IT, I will not just ask you just to switch like that. It will take a couple of steps. Couple of steps. Couple of transitioning. Step by step. Hallelujah. And therefore, it's always better to stay with what we know. That is why the Bible encourages us. It's unfortunate that when it comes into the kingdom of God, many of these principles, no, 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 we trivialize it. When it comes to Bilavedosine, the best person to marry, Solomon, King, sons of Solomon said, the person that you feed on the same, you fed on the same breast. Oh, am I saying this right? My friend, my beloved, is the one that we used to have the same drink from the same bread. Let me, breast, sorry. How can your beloved be somebody that you fed on the same breast? Except your sibling. In other words, Solomon is counseling that it's better to marry your friend, somebody that you know. And any time I'm counseling, I tell people that every relationship, every marriage works on three types of love that many of us know. Number one, agape love, which is difficult for us to achieve, you know. And then that is unconditional love. And then the brotherly love, the filial. Hallelujah. Let all brotherly love continue. Am I saying something? Brotherly love is... When you are home with your brother or your sister, you talk all the time, you chat all the time. The reason why many homes, they are, we are so quiet, we don't talk to each other because the brotherly love is not working. Hallelujah. And then the next one is the last one, which we all know. Hallelujah. And I've come to understand that the years of the marriage, they will experience all this, like the benefits of marriage. You know, the benefits of marriage is not only children, and, but companionship. Many times when we are young, the companionship part is not strong because you are busy. You know, many young people, even the kids, you are taking them to babysitter. Hi, honey, are you can have work, everything. I will see you, and then you go. Hallelujah. But when you grow and the kids go, that is when you find out that, wow, the companionship part is now coming into the equation. But many times when it gets there, you have already...
So you find out that the reproduction part is not important anymore. You're not going to have children. Even the way your waist is paining you. You won't think about it. Pastor, are you, are you with are you with Mona? Yeah. So, this three love, this three kind of love, and the brotherly love is key. And that's why Solomon said, marry someone who is your friend. Because if you de- drive everything on the beauty and the, the nice walking and everything, you'll find out that out of the 24 hours, you spend only five hours sleeping on your bed. What will you do with the rest of the 19 hours? Is that a nice question? Hallelujah. The principle of staying hot. What is the verse? First Samuel 17, 38 to 40. And Saul armed David with his armor. And David said to Saul, I cannot go with this, for I have not proved them. And David put them off away. And he took off his staff in his hand and chose him five smooth stones. And his sling was in his hand. And he drew near the Philistine. What is the first principle, brethren? Small beginning. What can make such a man have a just beautiful end? Number one, small beginning. Number two, doing menial jobs. Number three, those who despise you. If Jesus was despised, you and I, we are not different. By all means, by all means, we are not greater than the master. You know? By all means. And then the last one, the choosing what you've known and tested. My counsel to the brethren who are trusting God for a partnership. I tell you, the best person to marry is your friend. It's far better. I don't want to marry any African. I don't want to marry any Ghanaian. Any, oh yes, they, we are the ones that you know because we are the ones that you've lived with for all these years. You know, the way we dig our nose, the way we dig, look, one time, one of my nieces, you know, was in the Nines Church, to my first Baptist, and many young people, and this young man approached her, you know, and wanted to marry her, Pastor Nana. But this man, you know, as young as he was, would just eat, especially when they are having fellowship and they are eating, will eat and the food will be here everywhere. Oh, you know how people can be always having fun. I said, this person likes it. He said, no, no, no. no. I, but look, at, look at him. This guy. No, no, no. No, no, no. no. They were young. 
And then life moved on. Pastor Nana, today, today, the man, the brother, is one of the top architects in Ghana. The cathedral that the government is trying to build, he was one of the architects that they selected. In fact, I heard that even Bishop recommended him because he builds a lot of... Um, yeah. He's rich. He's rich. Sometimes you won't know. Sometimes. We look some way when we are not married. We don't even know how to dress. We don't even know how to shave. We don't even know how to keep ourselves. Sometimes many brothers can even sometimes have body odor. Oh, I shouldn't say some of these things like that. Ah, look. It will take a lady. Look, we are not, I believe that I'm not wiser than God. If God will look at me and say that it is not good for me, me, me to be alone, then God knows exactly what he was saying. He knew it. He said, he looked at me, or you guys look at me. And then he said that it is not good for me to be by myself. Because if you leave me alone, many things will not work well. Not work well. Therefore, the person coming is the person that God is bringing to change. And therefore, sometimes you as a lady, you have to see yourself as the, you are the, the changer of the person's destiny. Hallelujah. I think this is what time will allow us. Next week we will continue. ourselves which part of these principles that we need to apply it is not too late maybe some of us we have despised small beginning and we let it go just for us to find out that that was the breakthrough for us maybe some of us doing the minion jobs we refuse to do it and maybe it was a test that God was even going to take us through 
He said in his word, Luke 16, verse 11, if you are faithful with the little, that means you will be faithful with much. That is why he gave the parable of the talents. He gave five. He gave two. He gave one. Brethren, how come I was, I was thinking that if Jesus is a just God, you will give all of them. But he gave according to their talents. And the one who doubled the five, he said, that good and faithful servant, you will be in charge of cities. The one who doubled the two, it doesn't matter. To the sight of God, you may see it as a, a small beginning or meaning something meaning, but to God, it's not like that. In the name of Jesus, we ask for discernment to God. Can you help us, Holy Spirit, to test all spirits? Some of us, we have shot ourselves in the foot because of the counsel that we received. The counsel led us into deception. It led us to miss something that we are supposed to have. Father, we bless you, O oh God. We honor you. Holy word. Come on. eyes closed. If you are here, maybe you don't know Jesus, you want to give your life unto him. This opportunity. David was able to do all the things because he had special relationship with God. I have not seen any man in the Bible that who will inquire of the Lord in every step of his way. Except you have good relationship you will be misguided. You will be misdirected. If you want to give your life unto him, just give me a wave. Say, Lord, I want to give my life unto you. Give my life unto you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for this afternoon. We bless you, oh God, for what you have shown us. Give us the spirit of humility to do what we have heard. So it's a happy now that we have known this. According to John 13, 17. Happy are we 
when we do it. Therefore, as we have heard, knowledge has come. Give us the grace to do them. In Jesus' name. Let the saints say, Amen. Hallelujah. It's a we hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.